What's up, Stay Healthy New Jersey? This is Dr. Ashton taking over the intro for this week's podcast. Alright guys, for this week's episode, we're featuring Dr. Kevin Pekka, an upper cervical chiropractor in Montclair, New Jersey. I believe this is the first chiropractor we've had on this podcast, so we got a good one for you guys. Right? Kevin goes into great detail about how he battled severe concussions, depression, and was on tons of pills before he found out about upper cervical chiropractic. I want you guys to take a listen to his story and to see where it led him today. All right, guys, enjoy this week's episode. This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helps active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. All right, Dr. Kevin Pekka, you actually have the distinction of being the first chiropractor, I believe, other than Dr. Ashton, who you know, on, uh, on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be on your show. It's an honor. Absolutely. So um, one of the things that I've always found fascinating about chiropractic, you know, you sort of understand how we operate and very different than what you do, which is cool, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, cool. you know, for our audience who understands like what, what we do as chiropractors that strive to move, why don't you tell us about what you do or, you know, maybe even take it a step back because I was, I was reading your bio, how you got into what you do for chiropractic. Absolutely. So I am an upper cervical chiropractor. It's a a specialty within the chiropractic field. As you know, you're in a specialty within the field and um, it focuses on the the upper neck right around where the brainstem is. And so uh, the atlas and the axis are the first two bones in the neck and there's no disc space in that area. So it's a very vulnerable area with the most neurological significance because every nerve in our entire body passes through that little gateway. Um, And so I grew up playing ice hockey and uh, I had a number of concussions and the last ice hockey concussion I had uh, left me with blurred vision, dizziness, headaches, hand tremors, severe panic attacks, anxiety, depression. Um, and it was scary because I was having the time of my life before the uh, concussion. And then two weeks later, I'm in an office filling out disability paperwork because I can't put, pick up a book and read it. I can't exercise. I remember uh, I was I was a I was a pretty high level athlete at the time. And I was, if I did five push-ups, the whole room would start spinning and uh, I would have to lay down for hours. And I went the Western medical route because that's what we're taught to do when we have a concussion. So I went to see the neurologist. They told me to, you know, go home, relax. You had a concussion, give it two or three weeks, and then you should get better. And that's exactly what I did. I rested. And at the end of that three-week mark, I began to feel worse. And I knew there was something seriously wrong. So uh, I sought out another specialist. And I sat down with this specialist for about five or 10 minutes. And I'm 20 years old at the time. And this guy looked me right in the eye and said, Kevin, what if I told you you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life? You, You had a traumatic brain injury. There's really no answers. 
Um, what if I told you you're gonna have to live with it? And uh, five, 10 minutes into the conversation, I got pretty upset because we're, I'm sitting down at your office, you're a specialist and you're giving up on me in the first 10 minutes. You, you haven't even heard my entire story yet. What's that all about? So I left his office. I told him I'm gonna find a different doctor. And um, at that point, I saw about five or six specialists at that point. And um, I told one doctor I was having hand tremors. So they put me on seizure medication to help the hands stop shaking. Uh, I told one doctor I was in just a severe amount of pain all day long. So they put me on painkillers. And I told one doctor that I was depressed. So they put me on uh, antidepressants. So before I knew it, I was on a cocktail of uh, medications. I wasn't a fan of medications, but if these people told me that's how I was going to get better, I was listening to them. And I remember seeing um, just a, a regular chiropractor at the time. And I told them, I was like, oh man, I'm even more depressed than when I first started. Like, I don't think these, uh, the antidepressants are working. And she actually told me, she goes, no, Kevin, like, I think they are. Those drugs have a ton of side effects. Uh, you can even feel more depressed, more suicidal. And I'm a pretty happy, upbeat person, but I just could not get out of this funk. So I cold turkey stopped the all the medications after three months, which I don't recommend doing. But, um, and then after that, I drifted into a very, very dark place because I had all these doctors telling me that I was never going to get better. I even had some doctors telling me it was all in my head because it's not a physical injury you can see. So I looked pretty healthy on the outside, but I felt like I was in a mental prison on the inside. I was just, I was just dying. And, um, you know, you reach out, you talk to your family and your friends and they want what's best for you. But if someone's never been through it, it it's very tough to explain. So I was just at my wits end. I remember waking up one morning, two years into all these symptoms of every day, just being the worst day of my life. And I got up and I remember, uh, I used to have severe knee pain. It used to always wake me up every morning and I wouldn't get to bed until late because I couldn't sleep. So I was just always exhausted. And uh, I remember waking up one day and I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Like, I, I think I'm going to like kill myself today because I just, I was exhausted. I was hopeless. I was exhausted. People were telling me I was never going to get better. And enough brilliant medical doctors tell you that you kind of start to believe them. So I just started bawling my eyes out crying. I got up and, uh, after about five minutes, I, I recollected myself and, uh, you know, figured that was not the answer. I have to see this through. I have to get better. Um, and so after that day, I did everything in my power to get better. And it was another long list of more physical therapists, chiropractors, acupuncturists. Um, I would get some relief here and there, but nothing would ever stay. And uh, chiropractic, regular chiropractic got me about 50, 60% better. But if I didn't go for uh, a week, all my, all my concussion symptoms would come back. So I figured that there was something to chiropractic that was helping me. Why don't I go study it and we'll see if we can figure something out. And as I told you, if I didn't see a chiropractor for like a week or two, everything would come back. So I moved out to California to uh, go to chiropractic school. 
And sure enough, two, three weeks later, I was right back in the same position. Um, I thought I was going to have to drop out of school again. And uh, so I was getting ready to drop out. And my one buddy was tutoring me. And he said, I think I might know one person that could help you. And so I said, you know what, at this point, if there was somebody that said they could get me better, I was going to try it. So I went to visit Dr. Drew Hall in Los Angeles, California, thinking that it was just going to be, you know, another chiropractor. I didn't know what he did, but I'm sitting there telling him this exact same story and he's actually laughing. He's smiling. And I'm like, what the hell is so funny? This is not a funny story. And um, he ended up having the same type of injury as me. He was wrestling his friend on a baseball diamond after practice. Uh, his friend picked him up, dropped him on his head unintentionally, heard a huge crack under his skull. He thought he was paralyzed for about five, 10 seconds. And then he started wiggling his fingers, ended up, wasn't paralyzed. And what's also difficult about these injuries is some of the symptoms don't show up until months or years later. So he was fine for about eight months and then he's, his health just slowly started to deteriorate. His sinuses swelled shut, brain fog, dizziness, blurred vision, same thing I had. And um, to make another long story short, he ended up in an upper cervical office, saved his life. And now I'm in his office and he's telling me this. And I'm like, this all sounds great, but you got, I, I've been to so many people at this point. You got to show me the money. Like it, it's got to, it's got to work for me in order for me to believe it. And um, he, uh, they took very precise three-dimensional x-rays. Um, there's no twisting, cracking, or pulling on the neck with upper cervical. It's very light and gentle. And the goal is to put everything back in place uh, and have it stay there and heal weeks to months to years. So they put me on the adjustment table. He adjusted me. And I remember I popped up off the table. And for the first time in four years, my anxiety and depression were like gone. And I was like, I, I felt at ease. My body was in a constant fight or flight. I couldn't relax for like four years. I just remember just getting up and like, I felt connected to something again. And I remember resting in the back room and just a, a surge of life popped back into me. And I got outside and the colors on the trees were brighter and greener. And I slept the entire night that night for the first time in about four years. And, um, I remember waking up the next morning and I was like, I'm not really entirely sure what that guy did because it was so light, but I know that this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. And uh, make no mistake, I didn't heal overnight. It was a healing process. Uh, still went through ups and downs and plateaus, but after about four to six months, I didn't have any more brain fog, didn't have headaches. My emotional well-being was so much better. Um, and uh, yeah, I upper cervical chiropractic literally saved my life. And that's, that's what I do today. That's what got me better. So we see a lot of people with uh, some pretty severe neurological conditions, post-concussion syndrome, Meniere's disease, ear ringing, vertigo, uh, seizures, uh, numbness, tingling down the arms, neck pain. We even get people, uh, with low back pain and we get them better. 
But what's also great is um, an- another great thing was finding you guys, was finding your office because, um, you know, you could, as you know, the adjustments are, are great, but sometimes there's still issues that linger. And um, even for me, the reason I found you guys was to help me get back in pain, uh, get out of pain because my tables are incredibly low. So I'm bending down all day trying to, uh, you know, see what's going on with leg lengths and the adjustment is on a very low table and you can't lift it up because it takes the power away of the adjustment. So I had some pretty severe low back pain and I knew my neck was in alignment and I knew the movement patterns I was doing just were not okay for my body. And, um, I found, uh, I found your office last week and I had the consultation and, uh, very impressed. And, uh, I was only given about two exercises, but the pain's probably about 60% better. And, uh, what I love about um, what I love about the things that you guys do is it's it's self-correcting for the patient. You don't need to rely on um, you know uh, a, a manip- manipulation or an adjustment. You uh, you put the power back in the patient's hands, which is uh, which is is very important. So um, I also am a big fan of everything you guys do as well. I appreciate you saying that. I want to go back because your story. I, this is the first time I've heard it I just kind of read your website before we jumped on and I guess where I want to go back to you what you were about 20 years old and what you were playing hockey full-time at that time were you in college what was I was going- in college yeah so I was playing college uh playing ice hockey and uh yeah I mean at that at that age in your life like I'm sure you were an athlete as well right yeah. it's uh I wasn't going professional but right it's all, it's all, it was all that I had. Like if people ask me what I did when I was 20, it's like, I play hockey. Like that's what I do. And, um, when you have that one thing taken away from you, it's, uh, it's crushing. It's devastating. Um, and like I said, I I knew I wasn't going pro, but it's, it's all I knew at that point. It was the most, it was my favorite thing to do. And you take that away or it's like, okay, what, what do I do at this point? And on top of that, I can't function. I can't read a book. I can't, it's not like uh, the career, it's not like my, like my career is over. I'll just go do something else. I couldn't do anything else. I, uh, I was in so much pain for so long. I was gearing up for a long, like a long, miserable life. My relationships with my friends, uh, because I didn't want to do anything. I would just kind of wait for the day to be over so I can go to sleep because that was the only time where I would get any type of relief when I was sleeping. So my last two years in college, I just, uh, I kind of locked myself in my room. I lived in a, in a hockey house with seven of my best friends. And they're like, dude, we didn't see you <laughs> for like two years because I mean, they would come up and check on me and how I was doing, but scary time. Um, and I was actually just doing a podcast with somebody, uh, another doctor that works with concussions. And one of the scariest things about concussions is, you know, you Google how to cure post-concussion syndrome or you Google how to, how to, how to, does it ever end? And scary things pop up. Um, a lot of things say there's no cure for post-concussion syndrome. You're going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. Um, and so it's, it's very 
it's very depressing and the hope it's very easy to lose hope. So that's the reason why I, uh, I started my own podcast to spread awareness. That's the reason I jump on. If anybody offers me a chance to share my story, I am a hundred percent willing to do it because I know there are so many people, athletes, uh, around the world that, um, they're just hopeless. And, um, if I can just share my story, that is a hundred percent possible to recover from post concussion syndrome. I'm going to do it. What do you think it's going to take for us to get to a point where something like what you do becomes more of a first line of defense? And, and what I mean by that, I even talk about it in our context where, um, you know, one of the things that I say is, is our professions have done a poor job at getting the gate, the trust of the public in a sense of, you know, in our world, someone has lower back pain that, you know, they hurt their back deadlifting. How many of those people, probably most of them are either going to like a, a urgent care clinic or they're going to like the emergency room or they're going to their primary care or they're going to the spine surgeon and all of those options, you know, like, and again, just like I joke with people, like, don't come to me if you have strep throat. But right. probably if you have like common low back pain, the Metamerge clinic might not be your best option. And it doesn't mean they're not good at what they do. It's just, right. it's not really what they do. But our problem is people don't trust us enough to do it. And, and if, and if you took a step back and say like, cause you, you know, you've heard it, well, I don't believe in chiropractic or what you do is, is, is there's no re whatever. Like, if you took a step back and said, okay, you have a problem. Can we attempt to solve this without putting you on medication and without doing surgery before we, those options are on the table. Maybe we need them, but before Absolutely. we get there, let's try something a little bit non, non-invasive with zero side effects that the worst case scenario, the biggest side effect is it doesn't work. What do you think it's going to take for us to get to the point where someone has concussion, post-concussion and the first person that they call is you? Well, so the narrative def definitely has to change. And um, today we are in a very good spot because people are no longer getting all their medical advice from a TV commercial or um, there's, there's a platform where people can get their answers and they could do their own research that wasn't there 15, 20 years ago. So I don't know, over the last 10 years, I would say uh, YouTube has played a big role and um, Google has played a big role, but there's still, there's, it's, it's going to take more podcasts. It's going to take more videos. It's going to take, um, it's going to take a long time because uh, our country has been trained for the last, what, 50, 75 years to go to the medical doctor for whatever reason. And, um, like you said before, it is completely necessary in some cases, uh, uh, urgent, uh, I broke my elbow three years ago and without a sound orthopedic surgeon, I wouldn't be able to do what I did today. So not bashing the medical profession at all. I'm a huge fan, but, um, we are also very good at what we do. And so, we got to do a better message of spreading the word and um, getting the information out there. And 75 years of conditioning is not going to change overnight. It's got to keep, you just got to keep posting, keep doing our thing. Keep, the most important thing is we got to keep getting results. Um, we just got to keep doing our jobs and it will eventually, it will turn over. But um, it's funny, 
the one thing I was told to do during my whole situation is whatever you do, don't go see a chiropractor. And uh, I listened for three years and that has to change. And I do understand as there are in in every profession, there's some bad chiropractors out there. Um, so what do you think knowing what you know now, like what were, I'd imagine most of it was ignorance, but what do you looking at you now? What do you think? Why do you think they said that? What were, what were they most afraid of? I think they were most afraid of, uh, you see some pretty scary adjustments, uh, chiropractically, uh, you know, people are getting their necks just cranked like this way and that way. And, um, if somebody had a very, has a lot of neurological issues, you, you don't want to be doing that um, because uh, something specific, very light, gentle. I have some people uh, that can barely lay on their side because the room starts to spin. So I have to be incredibly gentle when I adjust them. And some people just don't like their neck being touched like that. So um, I understand where some of those doctors are coming from. Uh, but we have to do a better job of explaining what we do. Um, there's like, there's over 200 uh, chiropractic techniques probably. And um, the, most of them usually work. Um, it, you got to find what resonates with you. But um, I think we have to, uh, we just have to do a better job of putting our information out there and, um, you know, getting good results and making people more aware of what we do. Because, I mean, even, even like your first title is chiropractor, but you are so much more than a chiropractor. Um, and so people don't understand that yet. So it's, it's a large part is educating. Sure. Now, coach me on how I would coach my patients if I thought that they might need to see you. What is it that you know, how do you explain to a, a patient, you know, what you're actually doing, how you can help them. And, you know, maybe if they've been to neurologists or things like that, how, how do you, what do you tell them? So what I tell people is I can kind of like what we said in the beginning. So, um, the first three, four bones in your neck are, uh, all the nerves are passing through right there. So if you have any neurological issues, if you have been pulled out of the birth canal with forceps or forcefully, if you fell out of the crib when you were younger, if you fell off the monkey bars on the playground, if you had a couple um, whiplash injuries in car accidents, sports injuries, those all add up over our lifetime. And as I stated before, there's no disc space in that top section of your neck like there is in the rest of the spine. So it's a very vulnerable area and very easy to lock out of place. Now, when that locks out of place, the brain can't communicate with the spinal cord and heal itself. Our body is so incredible at adapting. So when that locks out, our head kind of tilts, a shoulder comes up, a hip comes up, and your body starts to compensate all the way down, and your body continues to work. And a lot of our patients, they say, you know what, I just kind of woke up one day and the room was spinning, or I just kind of woke up one day with tinnitus. Well, usually what we find is these have been in the body for 15, 20 years, and the body's so good at adapting, once uh, it just kind of gives out at a certain point, and that's when the symptoms show up. So we do a bunch of neurological testing. Um, 
We do a thermographic neck scan that measures heat and interference in the neck. We have a 3D x-ray machine that uh, it puts your neck in a three-dimensional image, which uh, about 10 years ago, it was just uh, a flat x-ray image. So we know what your neck looks like in a three-dimensional image. And when we say somebody's out of alignment, we're talking one or two millimeters. So it's very easy to miss on an MRI, CAT scan. Um, usually those come back clear for a lot of patients, but they're in a world of pain. So people ask, oh, why didn't my medical doctor catch this? It's because they weren't looking for it. It's one or two millimeters. It's enough pressure to put on the spinal cord and uh, cause all your symptoms. So what we do is we see which levels are involved and then um, we lay you on your side and we actually measure your own joint angles. So we put a protractor over your neck and we slip that bone back down into a very precise position and we say holding is healing. So our goal is to give you one neck adjustment and have it hold weeks to months to years. For four years, I was basing my entire life off of seeing medical doctors and appointments. And this was one of the first things where I was able to take my health into my own hands because once the adjustment holds, I didn't go need to run and get another neck adjustment or go see a, a medical doctor. I started becoming my own doctor. My body started healing. And uh, so we sometimes we only get one or two chances with some people. They'll come from a different state, a different country. And uh, if I do my job correctly, those adjustments can hold for a very long time. They'll come back four, five, six months later, and the same adjustment will be holding. Um, and then, um, yeah, and I also do like to refer out to um, other, uh, other doctors, acupuncturists, because it's, uh, you know, with, with somebody that's got a, a lot of neurological issues going on, um, sometimes you need a good team. So um, that's why I've been referring people to your office. I'm a huge fan of acupuncture. Um, and, uh, just anything where the body's naturally able to restore itself. I'm going to put that, put that patient in the best position to do that. How did you uh, arrive at that? I think, you know, from my perspective of how we function as chiropractors, you know, in our, in our approach, one of the, you know, the, I guess the, I don't know if it's an old wives tale or one of the detractors that we find from, you know, people like you that protect practice one specific technique is sometimes the thought process that what you do cures all. And it's like, if, like they're just going to stay in your office and get lost there. So how did you like come to the idea that, Hey, what I do is, is good. And this is how I'm going to practice. But I know that I might need other people, whether it's us or Acu or physical therapy. How did you get there? I will tell you exactly how I got there. So I was probably about seven, eight months into upper cervical chiropractic care. And um, I was getting my life back. I was fully active. I was surfing again, um, lifting again. And then about eight months into my, my back, I got out of a chair and my back completely froze. Like I couldn't walk. And so when I was able to like gimp into the, the same chiropractic office that like saved my life. He's looking at my leg check and my skin. He goes, your neck's in alignment. Uh, I can't do anything for you today. And so I'm like, ah, fuck, like I can't walk. Like what the hell is going on? So, um, there was another doctor, uh, who taught me pretty much everything I know that she was almost graduating from chiropractic school as a full spine doc. And then her health just started to deteriorate. 
and then she found upper cervical chiropractic. It saved her life. So what she does is she puts the upper neck back into place first and foremost, gives the body a couple days, and then she does uh, full spine adjustments. And uh, so she looks at the hips, she does SOT blocks, she does thoracics. And so that's what I do in my office as well. I put the upper neck back in first and foremost, but I know from firsthand experience that if someone's coming in with low back pain and their neck's not clear, and their neck's clear, I'm not just going to send that patient home and uh, there's, there's more to be done. And um, so I, uh, I like to do full spine work as well. And so I'm very fortunate that I had that experience because you do talk to some upper cervical docs and there's, they're like, there's no way that there is anything below the upper neck that's out of alignment. There's no way. Just give it a couple of days. It will unwind. And if I didn't have that experience myself, um, I, uh, I probably might be the same way. Who knows? But um, another thing is too, the reason why I found you guys was because I, uh, I go to another chiropractor for my, for my low back. I go to an acupuncturist and um, I, would, I would get adjustment. The pain will go away for two or three days, but then my movement pattern, me just bending down all day long would start again and it wasn't staying. And uh, that's why I was like, I know it's a movement issue. I need to go to see you guys. And um, you know, with just a, with just a consultation, um, pretty much, uh, I know I'm headed in the right direction. So, um, that's, that's from firsthand experience that to answer your question. That's, you know, it's, it's nice to, to hear that because, you know, in chiropractic people say one of the reasons why we struggle is because we just fight with ourselves. A hundred percent. Absolutely. See, um, people that do things significantly different, but that see the value in each other, so to speak. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Our, that, that's another thing our profession has to work on. Um, we are, you know, my technique is the best. I would never refer anybody else to this doctor over there because he doesn't practice my technique. Listen, you go down the street to, I don't care. You, you can go to the joint. You know what the joint is, right? You can go to the joint and you can see a chiropractor and I'm sure they have some, they have some good stories for you. So I'm a huge fan of the entire profession, but there comes a time where you need to start seeing um, some specialists that really have seen your case before. Um, And so like, and you, you need to have faith in your doctor and the doctor needs to have faith in you. So when somebody comes to me like, oh, I've had post-concussion syndrome. Do you think you can get me better? Absolutely. I've had people that go to another upper cervical chiropractor that say, I have never seen this before. I don't know if we're going to help you out, but we'll try. Right away, the mental aspect of that patient is not where it needs to be. I'm sure when people come see you, you've seen all types of uh, musculoskeletal issues and even deeper than that. Um, and you're, you know what? I've seen this before. I can definitely help you out. Uh, that, that also needs to be fixed in our profession. Um, a lot of the intakes, I hear people like, this is the worst neck uh, in other offices. This is the worst neck I've ever seen. You have so much arthritis. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to get you better. It's like, let's change that narrative a little bit to instill a little bit of hope because the mental aspect of healing is, is just as important as the physical. I can echo you that to the point. Um, 
we see it often with massage therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I laugh now when people come in and they're like, Oh yeah, you feel how tight that is. My massage therapist said it's like the worst, the worst yeah. serve. They're just going to have grind on it for like an hour. And I'm like, listen, if I had $10 for everyone that came from massage that said it was the worst muscle spasm yeah. they've ever seen. Like, and, and again, I understand where, what they're doing and where it's coming from. But to your point, the mental aspect of people are creating this narrative in their head of like, um, this is so bad. Like uh, I'm just going to have to live with it. And then kind of to what you're saying that that is um, unfortunately can get in people's head. I don't realize what they're doing to uh, damage the psyche of it. And it's almost like one of those things where people come to me and I tell them like, if you don't think you're going to get better, you're not going to get better. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. How do you I navigate um, in, in your world? It's almost like as you as a patient where, when people come to me and they're on medication, they'll say, well, should I stop taking medication? I'm like, listen, no, I, I, you, I didn't prescribe it. I cannot take you off of it. Yes. Obviously, if they're asking that question, they do not want to be on the anti, all the things that you are on that cocktail. Yeah. Um, so how do you start to navigate that with patients who come to you in a situation like you were in and now what does that look like? Very slowly, I say the exact same thing as you. I legally cannot give you any advice to start or stop a medication. Um, I usually say, let's let's see how you do naturally. And if you start to get better, um, monitor, let's monitor it. And then maybe go back to your primary care physician in uh, a month or two and say, listen, I'm not having uh, the reason why you put me on these medications. Do you think it's a good idea if I go off of it? And then maybe slowly... Uh, back them off. Um, I do see a lot of people on high blood pressure medication. And um, I tell I usually tell them to take their blood pressure within the first two or three days at, uh, after uh, an upper cervical adjustment because the uh, right where the brain stem is, um, the, uh, the blood pressure center is found. So you give an adjustment, it could lower the blood pressure. And then those people are already on high blood pressure medication. So it could really drop. So I just tell them to monitor that. And, um, you know, like you said before, they, they kind of in the back of their head, they're like, I don't want to be taking that. They're not saying it like this, but it, it almost sounds like I don't want to be taking this for the rest of my life. How do I get out of here? How do I get out of this? Right. And um, I don't recommend doing what I did, just stopping medication. Um, you definitely want to check in with your primary and uh, tell them the truth. Tell them, well, listen, do I need to be taking this? The, the pain is gone here. The, uh, whatever it was that I'm on is, it seems to be resolving. How do, how do you think I can back off? And hopefully that they'll have the right, um, they'll give the right information to maybe hopefully slowly back them off the medication. Right. Uh, how do you uh, think about like where you were 10 years ago and, and now where you, where you are physically and, and actually also helping people through it. You know, I think one of the unique things about chiropractors in general um, is many people like I had back surgery at 26. So really, I, yeah, I mean, I had a disc herniation from an old injury, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was actually in chiropractic school when I had back surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the unique things I think in our profession is there's many of us, not all of us, and it doesn't mean you need to have it, but we have kind of experienced it ourselves, right? Whereas as a patient, whereas I was just watching um, a documentary on Netflix, which I highly recommend, Lennox Hill, which is they, they shadow doctors in Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City for about a year. And two of the doctors on it are neurosurgeons. Now, mm. they're amazing neurosurgeons, and you can tell that they love their patients. 
at that point, neither of them had been neurosurgical patients. Mm. We both had been patients that have gone through it. And so, um, is it, is it, is it empowering? Is it frustrating? Is it scary? Do you get like flashbacks when you see people come in that kind of look like you of where they are and where they're going? Uh, like, uh, like you see yourself and so many of your patients. Oh yeah. So I remember about like, it's probably 10 years ago at this point. I remember just, uh, just being like, just like, just at the end of my road and just like praying to whoever was upstairs. I don't care what you call it, higher power, God, anybody, anybody that was the universe, whoever was listening. I said, if, if, if we get out of this thing, I will do everything in my power to give back and, uh, heal people that are in my situation. And, um, it happened. And, and if I was like, if I can just make one person, one person's life easier, I have done my job here. Um, and uh, that would be fulfilling enough. And so, um, it's, I'm, I'm so grateful that I get up every day and, and do what I love. And it's, uh, it's, it's what I, it's, it's why I do it to see people that have been in my shoes and my situation. I can empathize with them, tell them my story and, uh, get, I'm not giving them their lives back, but if you remove the interference, the body will heal itself and, uh, they, they get their lives back. So, um, it's, it's, it's a dream come true really. And, um, I feel like I'm just getting started. It's I've yeah. only been in practice for about three years and, it's exciting to, uh, you know, it's exciting to build a business that you love. I'm sure you, you have, you know, the same feeling and, um, it's, uh, I'm very thankful because I know a lot of people that get up every day and they don't like what they're doing. And, uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that I get to get up and I get excited about going to the office. I get excited when I hear there's a new patient coming in with headaches or post-concussion syndrome. Uh, it's, that's why I do it. That's awesome. Um, your story is, is, is amazing. Tell, tell our audience where they can find you, where on social, where your office is, and, and, and tell us a little bit about that so people know. So my website is drkevinpecka.com, D-R-K-E-V-I-N-P-E-C-C-A.com. I am on Instagram at my first and last name, Kevin Pekka. I have a podcast on all platforms, under expect miracles podcast i usually have one episode out a week um i am on facebook at my name kevin pecca and also our uh, my practice's name montclair upper cervical chiropractic uh the business name is montclair upper cervical chiropractic but we are located in west orange new jersey and um yeah if you have any questions comments uh you can reach out to me on my email at dr kevin pecca at gmail.com perfect um your story is is actually is really really remarkable to the point that it's almost like you wouldn't even believe it could be true but it is right. true you know yeah. and that's the remarkable part of it and i and i imagine you know 10 years ago you wouldn't think it, this would be what was happening so it, it's really cool and and what i appreciate is what you said at the end how many people hate what they do just get up and go. Um, but you have real purpose in what you're doing. I'm sure it, it, uh, it obviously helps you empower you to do, but also your patients I know 
have to uh, see that as well. And uh, it makes me proud to have you as a colleague. So that's fantastic. And I, I can't wait to hear all the remarkable stories that you're going to continue to be able to share, really, really helping people save their lives. And I don't use that lightly. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for me for uh, inviting me on your show and uh, just letting me share my story. Because as we were talking about before, that's, that's half the battle, just getting the information out. That's great. All right, guys, Dr. Kevin Pecky here. We really, really appreciate him being on. And uh, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. All right. All right, brother. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast brought to you by Strive to Move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve, and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. Find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash our services. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the talk to the doctor first button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the stay healthy, New Jersey podcast.